Hey, Emily. Yes, Scott. You know it's dangerous for you to be here in the frozen food section. Why is that? Because you could melt all this stuff. Okay, Vinny. It's time to get started with the podcast. <laughs> right on. Live from the mysterious mist and shrouded mountaintop headquarters of X and Y Communications, it's X and Y on the Fly with your hosts, Scott McKay and Emily Grillo. Oh yeah, hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of X and Y on the Fly brought to you every week by X and Y Communications. I'm your host, Scott McKay, and with me for the 12th consecutive episode, of course, is the lovely and talented Emily Grillo. Hello everyone. And we have a huge show for you tonight. Tonight we're going to talk to you all about one of my favorite topics. And this is going to be where in the world is the best place to meet someone other than bars and clubs. That's what I was wondering before I met you. Well, we met each other online. Maybe that's a good place to start. Well, that's how it happened. You know, a lot of people talk about going online and a lot of people talk about not going online because there's some kind of stigma or whatever attached to it. And we're going to cover that. We're also going to cover talking to people that you've never even met before in places like grocery stores, at the bank. Theme parks. At sports events. Yes. Social events. Your children's uh, little leagues or even at school. At church. Yes. We're going to cover all those things. But first, we want to talk to you about some things going on in our life and that X and Y communications that you might be interested in. The release of Cook for Your Date which is our book that has not only recipes on how to cook for someone and make a perfect romantic evening for two, but also talks about all the dating strategy involved. That's coming out in just a couple weeks, and we are just about ready to tighten that up. So if you have recipes you want included, remember, it gets you a free book. So email those to info at datetoorder.com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O. O R D E R and don't remember and don't forget that there's uh, two O's in date two order, and uh, get those things to me and we will put them in the book if they're good. Remember they have to be tasty, they have creative, creative, they have to be easy to prepare, and um, the creative part is something that's sure to impress your date. That's what, that's what we're talking about here. Simple but great. Simple but great. The other thing we have going on and you may have may have noticed my new email address is datetoorder.com. You know, we've heard from a lot of you that, hey, you know, I get on eHarmony and it's just too rigid. They decide what I want. You know, they're going to they're gonna take a test from me and they're going to give me a soulmate. We know plenty of people for whom eHarmony and chemistry.com and some of those kind of uh, online dating sites have worked. But there's also the other side of the coin. If you go on a Yahoo Personals or a Match.com, sometimes it's just overwhelming to try to figure out who's telling the truth in their profile, who's going to really live up to expectations. So what we're doing with DateToOrder.com is we're bridging the gap. And if you want to learn more about how to get the best of a Match.com while hopefully eliminating bad first dates forever, go and visit DateToOrder.com and you'll learn all about it. If you're not a member of our newsletter yet, man, listening to this podcast without being a member of our newsletter, Emily, is like going outside without putting any clothes on. 
Oh, absolutely. You get a lot out of that newsletter. Well, you get a lot out of putting clothes on before you go outside, too. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure you sign up for our newsletter because the topics that we talk about here are almost always presented in the topic, in in the newsletters, I should say, before we talk about them here. To sign up for that newsletter, go to, you can go to datetoorder.com or you can go to dating-advice.us and you can sign up for our newsletter right there. And so it's time to get onward with it. All right. Yeah. If you haven't heard already, this is the future Emily McKay sitting next to me. We are now engaged. So it'll be interesting to see how our podcast change, if any, now that we're engaged instead of merely dating. Any ideas there? No, it should stay the same. Ah, okay. We should hope so. Well, let's talk about meeting someone online. Okay, that's a good place to start. Now, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, where can I meet people, you know, but I don't know about getting online because, you know, what if somebody's going to see my picture up there? And, you know, what what if someone's going to think I'm desperate? Well, you know, before I got, I would got in line this year, early this year. Yeah, it took and you exactly I, three weeks to get offline, too. <laughs> I know. It, was, right? it wasn't very hard. It was very simple. But my friends had told me I need to get online. And I never had trouble getting a date, and I've always told them that's for people who are desperate. i I never been on it, never researched it, so I had a preconceived notion about it. You were one of these people who was saying, if you need to get online, you're just a loser. Right. Yeah, you have And problems. I was expecting right. everyone else to be the same. And I said, there is no way on God's green earth I'll ever get on there. Right. And here it is in the middle of January. And yeah, middle of January, I'm thinking... Where in the world can I meet somebody? And I'm listing all the places to myself, okay? You know, I can get my son into some sort of sporting event so I can meet someone. Because I didn't want to show up without a child in one of these one of these sports. <laughs> that would be kind of awkward. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, thinking, okay, I'm here to meet the guys. I don't have any kid in li- kids in Little League. I'm just here for the guys. The right? men don't approach you when you're at the mall or at the store. Oh, we're going to change that today. The list just went on and on. And I'm online. It's late at night. And I'm like, what the hell? And I signed myself up. And it turned out to be the best decision I ever made. It was fun. It was it was just great. I love the choices. Well, you know, it's different now than it was a few years ago. I think it's kind of like eBay. When you first got on eBay, like in 95 or 96 or whenever they started, you're like, you know, there's no way I'm going to buy this, you know, Beanie Baby and have somebody send it to me from California if I send them this $50 or however much people were paying for Beanie Babies back then. But lo and behold, it worked. And, you know, the whole feedback system there was genius. And now eBay is one of the largest operations on the Internet, if not the largest. I think. And I think dating's like that right now with the Internet. It's just really taken off over the last few years. Just the last few years. And the more I talk to my friends about it, I'm finding that there's others out there who have met, who have met their spouses. And I started hearing stories. When I signed up, before then I had never heard anything because I had never spoken to anyone before about it until I signed up. And I'm like, hey, guess what I did today? I did something and just told my story to my friend. And they're like, yeah, you know, I know so-and-so who did, you know, was successful at it. And I started hearing all these great things. Well, really being successful online now is easier than it used to be, yet harder than it used to be. Because three years ago, or almost four now, you know, I, I went and did the online dating for about three years and actually enjoyed it very much and learned what works. And there's definitely things that work and definitely things that don't. Three years ago or four years ago now, like I said, 
it, I think there was a little bit of a stigma about it. You know, I worked at home at the time, and, and literally getting online was like shopping for women with a shopping cart and everything. You know, here's my favorites. I'm going to add them to the cart. And then, you know, what do you say to them? And I'm as guilty as everybody else who puts hello in the subject line and just starts writing, uh, I think you're nice. Um, should we meet sometime? And back then, there really was a whole lot of men for every one of the women because, you know, there were all these horror stories about, oh, my gosh, what kind of whacked out crazed person am I going to meet? And then, really, it was just something that women didn't see themselves doing as much. So you, there were some quality people, you know, terrific, sharp people on there, but not as many as there are now. And the stereotype kind of has been canceled out by the fact that people are saying to themselves, hey, you know, getting online, I'm way too busy. Like you said, Emily, there's where in the world do I go to meet someone without looking like I'm meeting someone? You know, there's always this kind of veiled intention of I'm going to meet someone underneath this disguise of I'm not really doing that. And that's something we're going to get to in a second because I have a good story to tell about that. But nowadays, everybody online is like, you know, this is great because everybody knows I'm looking. I, I can tell everybody I'm looking. If I get emails from people, it's because they're interested, and we can really just cut to the chase. Saves a lot of time. Saves a lot of time. Saves and, embarrassment. And saves a lot of embarrassment, and you really get to know something about the person before you actually go and meet them. And you get to – you know, what's interesting, one thing I liked about being online – they ask some really serious questions that you really wouldn't ask on a first date. So you only know about things that are important to the other person that's important to yourself without having the awkwardness of asking that when right. you first meet them. You somebody. know it before you meet them, exactly. And you get the excitement of having a blind date without really making it a blind date. Right. You know, we talked about the intention, that cloaked intention of meeting someone. And uh, now that we've covered online dating, and by the way, if you want to go do online dating and have not tried it yet, go for it. But know this, you absolutely have to have a great profile. And if you get online and decide that it really just isn't getting you the kind of benefit that you think you should be getting, by all means, write to Emily and I, and we'd be glad to help you. And um, that's one of the things we do best at, at X and Y Communications. Here you have someone who was online for three weeks because she was so good at it, and I have three years, and I kind of had to build my way up a little more, but... Put us to work for you because we, we can help you get the kind of results that you don't have to wait three years for. So that's just kind of an aside. But, you know, Emily, you were talking about a very interesting point, which is, hey, when we're going out and we're meeting someone and we're single, there's this almost shame about, hey, I don't want to really disclose the fact that I'm on the prowl or on the hunt <laughs> or trying to pick somebody up here. After all, it's just not appropriate for me to try to pick someone up at X or Y place. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. I felt that way. And I think I think it's kind of a cop-out. Why? Well, because I think people wimp out. And it's easy to wimp out if you go, hey, look, this is the grocery store. People are here to shop, not to be picked up on, which is what a lot of guys would think. And it's a way for them to wimp out from doing it. Oh, goodness. I would, that would have made my life so much easier if that had happened. Oh, and you're like, a lot of the women that I've talked to or who I've talked to report the same thing you're saying. Why don't guys just come talk to me if they're interested? We're not going to blow them off. And we talked about that whole thing in a podcast about approaching women. Oh, we did. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's very, very clear. But it seems to me, and you know, this was kind of driven home by an email I got yesterday that you know about. Oh, yes. Where people who are are single 
are made to feel by either society or culture or even by their own groups that they run in that there's something wrong with being attracted to someone and there's something wrong with dating. I got the email yesterday. One of the things that Emily and I like to do is we like to go and talk to groups of people who are single, you know, sometimes churches, sometimes, uh, you know, other singles groups, adventure clubs or whatever. And we answer questions, and uh, it gets to be a lot of fun, and it's very low-key. You know, we can move a book or two or sign people up for the newsletter, tell them about the podcast. All that's good, but really we just love getting out there. And it keeps us on our toes to just to field questions from, from groups of, of people. So I, I, was, um, I, I happened to have found out about a new group in town, and I emailed the guy, and it was, it was a, a singles group. It was a group for people to meet together specifically because they're single. And... I got an email back from the guy, and he said, oh, you guys sound terrific, but, you know, we don't, really, we don't really condone dating around here. This is really just a support group for people who are single, and we don't want to turn it into a meat market. And you remember my reaction to that? Yes, I do. Tell everybody. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What I would describe as a meat market is completely different than going someplace to meet somebody. Well, I thought it was very interesting that the, that the leader of this group who had responded to me is married. And has been for years. Now, if you're a member of a singles group, how do you get around the concept of I would like to meet someone or I'd like to deserve who I want? And, and wh what would drive a person to say that's not a good thing? We're not going to talk about dating. We're not – you know, there's one thing to say, all right, well, we're going to invite people over here and everybody is going to be fighting for a mate. That's one thing. But to say we don't even want to admit dating exists – that, I think... That makes meeting kind of awkward, because if I'm going to go there, I don't want to... I wouldn't be comfortable with that. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't see the purpose of the group. Why not just go to a group for something else that you enjoy? Now, I don't want to, I don't want to lash out too badly and feel like I'm picking on somebody in particular. I'm making a point. And the point is, there is something in our culture that says, hey, you know what, especially to men, says, hey, you know what, if you are attracted to a woman and interested in meeting her... That is bad behavior. You know, my opinion on that, I think what they were trying to avoid is, from a woman's perspective, when I say the word meat market, in my opinion, is going to a place and there's a bunch of men and they're like wolves, just anxious to grab me and land me and then move on to the next prey. Right. That's how I envision a meat market. Well, maybe they've legitimately had problems with that at this particular meeting, but it didn't sound like it. It sounded more like, hey, we're discouraging people from meeting each other because we should just be happy with our singleness. And if that's what they want, that's great. But my goal, when I was single, still, which still it won't is. be long, <laughs> still is your goal, uh, would be to meet somebody. Well, it's, sure. I mean, or meet, and even meeting several someone's is fine. Right. There's nothing wrong with being single. And I think you know that particular mindset is what carries itself forward when guys, in particular who still in this country are the ones who should be making the first move because most women are waiting for it. Most women are not out there being proactive and meeting a bunch of guys. It is up to us guys to get over that stereotype and realize, just like you said, Emily, that guys, women want to be met. They I mean, want to be approached and talked to. It's really cool and exciting for women. Um, let's talk about some of these places. Okay. The supermarket is what we talked about in our latest newsletter. Yes, which was a great example of how to approach a woman step by step. And you can take that and use it in other 
scenarios, not just in the supermarket. Oh, yeah. You know, any kind of Target, which we've talked about famously, the story that changed my life, which is, of course, on, on another podcast. Um, women really, really do enjoy being approached. Now, at the supermarket, you know, the whole the old stereotype is bumping carts. You know, <laughs> oh, excuse me, I bumped my cart into yours. Um, one thing that guys tend to do if they're, they really want to land in the just be friend zone, this is the best thing to do, is to be real nerdy and obsequious, which is like over serving and say, oh, let me carry your, your, your bags to your car for you. Or can I take your cart back for you? And the woman's going to be like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I like that. Well, it's really, you're going to disagree with me. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on this. So you would think a great way for a guy to meet a woman at a supermarket would be to offer to carry her bags. Absolutely. Be a gentleman. Carry my books. It's like the, oh, the storyline. But I like that. Oh, I think that would be the biggest yeah, wiki boy, so JBF. The knight in shining friend. armor. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, there you have it. I've been shut down. She, let, she thinks it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. It gives you an excuse to help her out. Women love to be helped. Well, how would you read the situation to know whether this is the kind of woman that sh- you should help or not? Maybe she has some kids. Lots of groceries. If she looks like she's struggling or having problems... Help her out. Hey, you know what? If it's raining or cold. Oh, great excuse. All right, you know what? I'll give you that. That would be just chivalry. I think if there's a chivalrous opportunity, I'll agree with you. Right. If she has, like, you know, just one thing of eggs, don't insult her and ask her if you can carry it. Oh, that it. would be just so but, you know, creepy. If her arms are full and she's very, you know, and she's struggling, by all means, be chivalrous. Help her out. We love that. We appreciate it. Well, I also like the fact that in, in a grocery store, we talked about this in the newsletter, you go back and forth down the aisle. So if you're doing your week's worth of groceries and someone else is doing the same thing, you know, don't stalk her down the aisle, guys. <laughs> Start at the opposite end of the aisle so you pass each other a couple times. And then, you know, maybe smile at her down the second aisle. And on the third aisle, say, hey, you know what? Are you going to follow me around or are you going to introduce yourself to me and, and listen to her laugh? Because it'll, it'll catch her off guard and it'll be fun. Or say, you know, are you going to stalk me all day or what? I barely know you. And you're already stalking me. Anything like that just kind of teases the fact that you keep yeah. passing each other. I mean, and I've heard those phrases before. Oh, it's happened to you. Oh yes. At the uh, at the at grocery the stores. Store. Did it work? Oh well, that was that was all that was, all that was exchanged. Why? Because the guy went out. <laughs> I don't know. That was all that was said to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he went out, or maybe you weren't interested. But I don't think someone. I think it was designed that way. I think I think I don't think I'm the only guy who's ever figured this out. So I think that is the secret weapon, especially at a grocery store. Now, you can take this and go to the Target. You can take this and go to Walmart or any other store um, in, the, in the line at the bank. Just make sure you have some time to talk to the person who's in line. Choose where you're going to get in line. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if you see this person and you want to meet her and she gets in line, she's just going to be standing there. She's a captive audience for three to five minutes. Now, don't invade her space and creep her out, but just start conversation. And this would be true of any place that would have a long line that you have to wait, be in, you know, where your patience is tried. This is a great place. And you know what else? We're, we're talking about this entire topic today because most people have this tendency to consign meeting someone to designated areas, like a bar or a club. And yet, at the same time, people go, I don't want to meet someone at a bar or a club. Well, that was my thought. I don't want to go there. And I was trying to brainstorm all kinds of places of where I can meet people. And, you know, that list seems so small. Oh, well, yeah. The, the socially acceptable list seems so small. But then if you start thinking about all the places where you can meet people, it's okay to meet someone. 
And I think the mitigating factor here is, are you meeting someone like one of these wolves you're talking about? Or is it okay for a guy to qualify the whole experience himself? Say, I'm just going to meet you and see if you're as nice as you look. Right. And there's nothing wrong with the man approaching us. Right. Us women can detect if the man has that wolfish personality, if he's only after one thing. Right. We can look in your eyes and kind of know if you're genuinely wanting to meet us and talk to us and get to know us. As opposed to just mentally undressing you. Right. Looking you up and down, ooh, mama. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah, so, guys, you can't be creepy. You've got to be genuine about this, and we've talked about that before. How about meeting people when they're working and you're a customer? Here's examples. Waitresses, right? Yes. Waitresses. How about bank tellers? Mm-hmm. Flight attendants. <laughs> I got you speechless on that one. I was thinking something else, and I thought, I don't know if I want to go down that road. Which road? Tell us now. Vendors. I'm an outside salesperson. Oh, yeah. And I have customers that, you know, hit on me every once in a while. Right. And that can be kind of awkward for me. Well, yeah, then, then you bring up the whole issue of work. I'm of the opinion, don't dip your pen in the company ink. I think it just creates problems. I don't have a problem with that. Well, I think there's so many other places to meet women and, and so many other ways you can go that it's just probably, unless you just but, have met your soulmate. You know, they say 80% of people who meet oftentimes is somehow related to work. 80%? That's what I heard. Where'd you get that? It was on the radio. Well, of course, we can believe it now because it was on the radio. <laughs> the only thing more reliable than the radio, of course, is the internet. <laughs> but, you know, I was going to say, if you're going to do that, especially with a vendor or a customer... Just let it be known that your relationship with them isn't isn't affected whether they agree or disagree to go out with you. Yeah, don't have don't have hurt feelings over it. Right, and make sure that that pressure is off of them. But if but the truth be told, and you've had this happen at your work too, there have people who've been people who were customers of yours who hit on you or asked you out, however you want to put it, and you said thanks but no thanks, and and they were not your customers much longer. Right. Well, I mean, that's the risk you take. Right. That's, so, that's what makes it uncomfortable, really. I, I, that's why I'm really going to stay on my side of the fence on this one. I, I really think that if you can put together some different strategies, like we're talking about here for meeting people, then meeting people at work, even if you don't work for the same company, I think it's kind of a slippery slope. You know, I'd just rather go to a restaurant and somehow make sure I'm seated in the cute waitress's station. You know, and if you're there with a bunch of guys, even better. And, you know, just tease her to no end. And at the end, just say, well, you know, are you just going to give me this check or are you going to give me your phone number also or your email address? And I think, you know, a lot of guys think, oh, well, she sees a bunch of guys all day long. And, you know, everybody must hit on bartenders the same way. And, you know, granted, you have to have a lot of game to pick up the bartender because she's going to be busy or he's going to be busy. And, you know, just like the character on Sex and the City who was a bartender. I had all the women. I've been hit on by a bartender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was asked out to a concert by a bartender. Actually, I've been hit on by a bartender also, which was crazy. I forgot about that. But bartenders may be a little busy. But in, in restaurants, it's it's relatively few and far between for a guy to actually have enough guts to ask the waitress out. Flight attendants are the same way. Flight attendants, you really, really have to watch it because that you know you could be getting into a long-distance relationship. Or, oh, or a yeah. very short fling or something like that if you're on the plane with them. But it is certainly, it, it's certainly a good practicing act to, if you'll excuse that rendition of what I'm talking about here. Well, I can I understand that. Act, but you can at least, you know, 
practice and talk to this person and break the ice and know that if it blows up in your face, you're never going to see them again. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, right, at the end. So basically, I, I think I, I am all for flight attendants. I'm all for waitresses. I'm all for the bank teller. The bank teller is counting money all day long and, frankly, has a very boring job. You are potentially the most exciting thing that's going to happen to her today. And it's easy to be. Oh, yeah. At that job. If you're dealing with someone, guys, who is just having a boring job, if she's the checkout girl at the Target. I, I, had, I met a girl at the Target behind the counter one day, and her name was Phoenix. Oh, what a great way to start oh, yeah. a conversation. And I, I said to her, I said, well, what, do you have a brother named Tucson? And it kind of caught her off guard, but then she started laughing. And it just started a conversation. It's something silly as saying that, you know, was just the perfect way. They're at work. They're not liking it. You come and you just strike something funny. You've made that person's day, and it, it could lead to a very quick exchange, obviously, if you're at the, at the checkout counter. But you could just say, hey, give me your email address. Another classic is nowadays they're gathering information from you, right? Right. If a woman behind the counter goes, give me your phone number, if i got a credit card or something, Oh, you have a good one. This is your favorite. Oh, this is my favorite. It's like, you know, I barely know you and you're already hitting on me. Or what's in it for me is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you're out there believing that, hey, there's just no way I can get to meet someone in the space of me being in the checkout line at the at the Walmart, wrong. You absolutely can. Oh, there's plenty of time. It only takes just a few moments. Brighten their day and you got it. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is the woman's point of view, right? And if they turn you down, don't take it personal. It could be that they're already dating somebody in another relationship or coming out of something, they may not be ready. Most it may definitely. not be the time. What about airports in general? Two travelers. Again, you got the problem of being potentially from a different city. But Southwest Airlines is wonderful. You get to pick your own seat. You can strategically place yourself next to whoever you want for however long the flight is. Is that why there's always men seated next to me? I could be, Emily. <laughs> No, actually, for the good of everybody listening, Emily famously gets hit on every time she's on an airplane, especially Southwest Airlines. Um, oh, yeah, again, captive audience. Matter of fact, you and I have been on a plane together where a guy deposited himself next to some poor gal behind us. Oh, yes, all the poor girls. Oh, she just wanted out so badly. <laughs> and, I mean, she it was it was to Baltimore, wasn't it? Oh, it wasn't like a three-hour flight. <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, gosh. So we, you know, as dating coaches, we almost wanted to get up and just kind of camp out next to them and go, okay, let's do this step-by-step, step, everybody. You are failing. You need some game. I mean, it was literally like one of those Pepe Le Pew deals where the little cat was trying to, you know, peel herself away from him. And he was like, mom, mom. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Guys, really, just calm down. Start the conversation as friends. Don't try to be something you're not. You don't necessarily want to be yourself if you have no game, but don't be something you're not if you don't either. But I think an airport, if you're just at the bar and having a beer and you have a layoff, just sit down next to someone and go, so how long are you stuck here? That's an easy way to get started meeting someone. And again, if it's if it's not a big production you're making and you're not putting a woman ill at ease, I'm speaking again from the guy's perspective, why would the woman not strike up a conversation with you? She doesn't have anything better to do. And you know what? If she says, get out of here, well, then... You she know. should be sitting somewhere else. <laughs> well, yeah, or, or, you know, you have better things to do anyway with someone with that attitude. So there you go. We have, uh, we've covered the bank. We've covered the airport. Mm-hmm. We've covered stores. online stores. We've pretty much done it all except for one. In the sports? Well, we haven't covered that either. Women, if you want to meet a bunch of guys, go to a sporting event. True or false? True. I'd say false. 
Why? Because they're there to watch the sporting event, and guys oh, get yeah, all wrapped right. up in the sports. And, you know, especially if it's a championship game and the Spurs are in game six with Dallas again this year, I don't, I'm no, not you're, really you're, thinking about hitting on women. You're right. You're right about that. But I think it's good for first dates or second dates to go to a sporting event. Oh, no. Who wants to be ignored? Well, I guess you got a good point. But see, I'm thinking more like not a championship game. See, I guess I have my wires crossed here. You don't take the woman to the championship game, but then again, you don't want her to hit on you during the championship game. So I don't know. I guess the bottom line is it could either work or it couldn't, depending on the circumstance. Right. Depends how big of a sports nut you are. Yeah. If a guy is participating in the sporting event, like, you know, if we're at a BMX national and we're riding, I don't know if it's really going to be the kind of mindset we have. And some guys are out there listening saying, oh, man, if a hot chick comes up to me, I'm ready to meet her whenever. No, you're not, because I know you guys. I have friends just like you. If you've had a bad race and you almost wrecked and you see some cute chick, you're just going to throw your helmet at her. And that's not the frame of mind you're going to want to be in when you meet someone. So I probably am going to say avoid the sporting events. But you know what I was going to say? What? Church. That's a great place. I think it's a great place to meet someone. If you want to find somebody with great values, that's far better than meeting someone at a bar. Well, if you're a Sunni Muslim, you probably shouldn't be going to the Assembly of God trying to meet, meet people. <laughs> you want to find somebody who's going to have the same thoughts and yeah, go, same beliefs. Go to some particular house of worship that is going to very much have similar thought processes and worldviews that you do. That's that's a given. Right. Yeah, we don't want to let that go unmentioned, but that's definitely a given. And as long as you're being honest about who you are and what your worldview is, mm-hmm. and you're not a closet agnostic or atheist and going to church trying to... To, oh, to lie to somebody, awful. which I'm sure happens, but I hope not. Does that make sense? I'm sure it happens, no, that but makes I hope sense. not. Yeah. Well, I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm almost sure it does. You don't want to go to church with the specific purpose of hooking up. And, you know, you can almost kind of see why these singles groups at churches don't want it to be a meat market. Because they don't want to be created for that purpose. But still, I think that since church is such a great place to meet someone, it's, it's a perfect place to meet a good someone as opposed to a bar or a club. Right. Well, we've covered just about everything we were going to cover here. We've gotten to the 30-minute mark, which, again, makes another nice long podcast, which we were trying to avoid. But we get into these conversations, and we know you all generally love it, or you'd be calling us complaining. Oh, we have so much information. It's to cover it all. So next time, we're going to have another big show for you. Again, go out there and meet someone. And don't think that meeting someone should be limited to those stereotypical places like bars and clubs that you think that you should be meeting someone at. You can meet someone almost anywhere. That's the moral of the story, right, Emily? Absolutely. And real quickly, we were talking about men not approaching us women at the stores and stuff and why that is. Right. And you had mentioned sometimes we don't look approachable. Ah, what a huge point. You know, are you walking around with a real cross face? Looking right. mean and staunch and ready to bite somebody. Right. Or yeah. if you look friendly, you probably are friendly. Right. And and guys are going to approach women who are friendly. So pay attention to yourself and the way you stand and the way you look. Make sure that you look approachable, that you're smiling and laughing, and your odds will improve. Yeah, if you want to be met at the Target or at the airport, smile at somebody. That's the best way to start. And we'll leave it there. Until next time, this is X and Y on the fly, and we're now listened to in places like Zimbabwe, Ivory Coast, and a couple countries that I am pretty good at geography and hadn't even heard of before. And we thank you all for making us one of the most popular dating podcasts on this planet. We're thrilled to be here for you every week. And until next time, I'm Scott McKay. And I'm Emily Grillo. And we'll talk at you again soon.